0: Hello, this is Angelique with the Gaston County Public Library, and you're listening to the Gaston Speaks Podcast. We're back with Andrew for another episode of Andrew Really, Really Likes Award Shows. For this episode, Andrew will be discussing his predictions for Oscar winners. Uh, but first, I would like to say happy birthday, Andrew.
1: Oh, thank you. Yes, I'm 29 years old today.
0: 29 years old. Plus a couple. Again. <laughs> again. And again
1: and again. Yes. Thank right. you. I
0: would sing happy birthday, but I want people to enjoy the podcast. <laughs> um, all right. Andrew.
1: Here we go. Okay, sorry. Um, that's that's my cue. See, I'm I'm stuffed. They they threw me a party and I have not been after able to After like, you already
0: had breakfast. <laughs> after I had
1: breakfast cuz no one told me and um I am <laughs> That
0: s- would ruin the surprise.
1: Yeah, but it also ruined my stomach for the next 2 days. But anyway, that's okay. I, I thank you guys. Thank you everyone who uh this it's been a fun birthday, which is not normally the case, so I appreciate it. So, the the longest Oscar season in recent memory. I mean, it has been like so long. Um, but it's it's almost over, it's coming to an end this Sunday um, I, I love the Oscars, I know they get a lot of flack And, and some of it is deserved, I, I agree But I love film and the Oscars year in and year out On the world's biggest stage recognize the best in film And so I always enjoy it uh, This year's show will be at 8pm on ABC This coming Sunday, April 25th um, Actually you should, you should check out the pre-award show Starting at 6.30 because they're going to perform The original song nominees in the pre-show Which is kind of cool
0: Alright, let's dive into the winner predictions all right, so
1: we're going to fly through the the, the tech categories and the shorts um, just because they don't get a lot of attention, but I do want to let you know what I kind of think is going to happen. The shorts really don't get a lot of attention, but they're actually a lot of fun. So if you get a chance, I would actually recommend watching them. They, they actually there's, – there's a lot of great content. Um, so for animated short, I'm predicting if anything happens, I love you. For documentary short, I'm pick, – pick, yeah, picking. A concerto is a conversation, and of course, this would normally be edited out, but Angelique won't let that happen. So no. that's good. And then for best live action short, I'm going with The Letter Room, which actually stars Oscar Isaac, so that's kind of cool. And don't worry if you get all three wrong. I've never gotten all three right. One time I got two right, and I was like, backflips, because I was like, ooh, I got two right. Normally I get one. So <clears throat> uh, don't, don't worry if you don't get those right. Alright, so now on to the Tech Awards. And remember, for almost all of these awards, we're looking at their corresponding guild, and then BAFTA. So we talked about last time how of the British Academy, um, the nominations gave us really weird nominations in a lot of categories because they had this jury system. But but the winner side of things was their normal their normal voting. So um, it, it should be indicative. Um, this on this round more so than the first round so for best visual effects okay the movie was terrible Tenet, actually all the movies on this most of these <laughs> movies are terrible uh, because there weren't a lot of blockbusters but it did have a, a, a big visual effects obviously uh, budget and the midnight sky that that george clooney netflix film also terrible but it um <laughs> it won at the ves which is the visual effects society but on the grander scale bafta um, Tenet is also the only other nominee that has another nomination the only other nominee, the only nominee that hasn't another, no- another nomination, so I'm going with it. Best sound, I'm gonna go with Sound of Metal. Uh, it won BAFTA and it won its guild for best production design. Mank, it won um, its guild and BAFTA, and it it's uh, the recreation of of the the grand golden age of Hollywood. It's very beautifully done. Uh, for Best Original Song, this one's actually kind of a toughie. A lot of people are going with the song from One Night in Miami that uh, Leslie Odom Jr. did because he's a double nominee. I'm actually picking a, a song called Fight For You from Judas and the Black Messiah. It's very timely, and it's written by her, the um, the Grammy Award-winning uh, super R&B superstar. And she actually has been... She's been kind of in the, in the spotlight lately. She performed at the Super Bowl, and she just won Song of the Year at the Grammys. So I think that she's going to pull an upset. For best original score, I'm going with Trent Reznor, Atticus Ross, and John Batiste for Soul. Beautiful score, beautiful movie. Um, makeup and hair styling, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, just, just Viola Dave's uh, look alone. Um, is enough. And it won its its Guild and BAFTA. Film editing, uh, so The Trial of the Chicago 7 won its Guild, which is called the Ace Eddie. So it's, it's definitely a tight race, but BAFTA went for Sound of Metal. And again, BAFTA's kind of like with the Oscars, it's a bigger voting group. Um, I think in the end, Sound of Metal is going to pull that one off, but that's a tight one. Costume design, I, I'm going again with Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. It won its Guild. It won BAFTA. You're going to hear this a lot. It won its Guild. It won BAFTA. Um, and it, Anne Roth is a an, an Oscar-winning uh, costume designer. She's in her 90s, and she would be the oldest winner, I think think uh, of all time if she wins and, and that would be cool so uh, I also hope she's not there for her health <laughs> yeah. like, I hope she's at home some of these <laughs> others like I get you know you can wear your mask you'll be fine but her I hope she's at home um, and then best cinematography so the AD, ASC excuse me the um, American Society of Cinematographers went with Mank which is the black and white um, work and but BAFTA went with Nomadland I think Nomadland's is going to win I think that the, the broader group ASC has been wildly off um, with the Oscars lately, because they just kind of go their own way, which is kind of cool, too, because so multiple things get rewarded. And then for the the three kind of features, so for anime feature, Pixar Soul has won everything, and it, it really is a great movie. Um, Best International Feature is another round. Remember we talked about in Director how I thought that that director might get in? I also pronounced his name
0: wrong. You did.
1: It's Thomas Venterberg, not Vindamin, whatever. Anyway, he got in, and I was right about that, so that's what's the matter. I wasn't, I didn't predict him, but um, it's definitely going to win. It's the Danish movie, and it actually beat Minari, which is nominated for Best Picture, At BAFTA, in the theirs is not called foreign language film. There's called film not in the English language, so it covers anything. And since Benari is mostly in Korean, but uh, another round, beat it. In the documentary feature, if you have not seen this movie on Netflix, My Octopus Teacher, you've got to see it. It's absolutely beautiful.
0: All right, so on to the top categories. All right. So um, so this
1: for the next ones, I'm going to do a of, like I did at the Emmys where I did the will win, could win, should win. I just think it's fun. to you can pick your winners, pick possible upsets, and also I get to throw in my personal favorites. Um, so for best and original screenplay, I think that um, for will win, Emerald Fennel, Fennel, I got that right. I really don't know what was, I was thinking there. Anyway, for Promising Young Woman, it's, it's won everything. It won the WGA, it won the BAFTA. It is, in terms of originality, that movie is a throws a brick at you. I mean, it, you never know what's coming next, and it's, it's wildly funny and dark, and um, she's also nominated for for Best Director. Uh, so I, I think that's going to win. If anyone beats her, it's going to be Aaron Sorkin who for Trial of Chicago 7. He has won uh, a screenplay before. He won Adapted Screenplay, um, and he won the Globe. And then Lee Isaac Chung for Minari, just because I have this feeling Minari's bubbling, that it could it could end up doing better than we think. But I think that Fennell will win. I think she should win, too. Like I said, that movie is... It is nothing if not, you'd have no idea what's going to happen next. Um, brilliantly well done. And so I think that's what's going to happen. So for Best Adapted Screenplay, this one I flipped recently. Um, I was going with Chloe Zhao uh, for Nomadland, which was based off of a great book. And, and I really wanted um, One Night in Miami to win for Kent Power. But when it didn't get nominated for Best Picture, I, I kind of threw it out. And I kept, I kept Nomadland for a while. And then the BAFTA. So WGA went for Borat. I, I know. I will say in terms of writing it is clever you got to give it credit but but that's because neither the father which is the one I'm going to I'm predicting to win or Nomadland were actually eligible so they kind of went their own way with that um Nomadland is fantastic it, I think it should win but The Father is going to it, it, I think it's going to be seen more as a screenplay success it was a play so it's very wordy and like I said, it, it upset at BAFTA, and it did a lot better. I didn't predict it for Best Picture. I th- kind of thought it was slipping. It ended up doing really, really, really well. Um, so I think it's going to upset here, but it's, it's definitely a two-way race, although if Kent Powers won, because he also wrote the screenplay for Soul, one of the screenwriters for Soul. So he's kind of had a really great year. I would really like to see that happen because he – just like um, Florian Zeller, they're actually adapting their own plays, which I think is kind of cool to make it work. All right, so on to the acting. The, actings are, the acting awards are fun. Um, so, for best supporting actor, uh, I'm going to pick Daniel Kaluuya uh, for Judas and the Black Messiah. He's kind of won everything, and deservedly so. He's my will win, he's my my should win. Um, he's really, really good. But the only problem is, is that this is the first time throughout the season that he's facing his co-star, LaKeith Stanfield, who got a, I mean, out of left field nod. It isn't if you've seen the movie, he's great, but it, he just hadn't gotten anything. So I was kind of shocked. But even with Stanfield, we've seen this before. I mean, when Sam Rockwell won for three billboards, he was up against Woody Harrelson. You can win sometimes with a second um, person in that category. So even with Stanfield, I think he wins. And if for some reason there is a split, uh, I would watch out for Paul Reiki for Sound of Metal, who is, uh, he? he's, Partly deaf in American Silence was just kind of what the film's about. Um, and he's really, really good. And Sasha Baron Cohen for Trial of Chicago Seven, he had a really big year. But I, I think it's gonna be Kalia. Uh, he plays uh, the Daniel Hampton and I, I think I think he is gonna get it, and I hope he does. So Best Supporting Actress, YJ. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this woman is, first of all, if you've not seen Minari, it, it's a very quiet, very soft, very, very simple film, but it's really well done. But when YJ comes blazing on the screen, this this as <laughs> grandma, she just tears it up. She's absolutely fantastic fantastic um. And she, uh, this race was a mess. I mean, I had no idea who was going to win. But then YJ won SAG and BAFTA. She actually thanked. She she's very sweet at BAFTA. She said she was very sad about the loss of the Duke of Edinburgh who had died just the day before. And then she said, and to get an award from British people who are so snobbish, um, and they would even <laughs> pick me. And, then she, and a lot of it's because she's you know she's not fluent in English. She she's fluent in Korean, and so she had to like apologize. I thought it was hilarious. And it was da- it was no, it wasn't David Clue. Who was it was David O'Reilly who was presenting and he's busting out laughing <laughs> so they they you know because the brits you know they're, they're very whatever with their own humor but uh, she did win it was so good um maria bakalova it, it came on really strong early on she won the critics choice so she she's obviously a possibility and yes glenn close for hillbilly elegy i know i hated that movie but as, as terrible as a, as a movie as it is She's still Glenn Close, and she still has never won an Oscar. So I, I'm not, I'm not keeping her. If she, if it happens, I'm not gonna be surprised. But it's YJ's to lose, and I am so thrilled. She is my should win. She will win, and I hope she gives another. Just hilarious speech. I, I was like, there's so many things to insult us about. I just can't imagine what she's going to come <laughs> up with. So um, so for Best Actor, this one, this one's giving me consternation and, and nightmares because all I want in this world is for Chadwick Boseman to win an Oscar. Yeah. You know, this is his last film. It's the only chance he'll ever have because he didn't get nominated for in supporting for The Five Bloods. But Anthony Hopkins won the BAFTA. And look, if anyone's going to beat Chadwick Boseman, it better be a legend. It better be one of the greatest actors of all time. So if it's going to be Anthony Hopkins, I, I, I can handle that. Not really. Because I just, <laughs> <laughs> I just, look, the, the and, and I've, I've, you know, I've, I've, I've always read these anonymous Oscar bouts and I shouldn't because there's like, like 15 that they'll, you know, they'll, they'll say their votes as long as they don't get revealed because you're not supposed to tell who you vote for mm-hmm. out of like Seven thousand voters, but I take so much stock in with this. I'm like, this is going to happen because that one guy in the producers' <laughs> branch. But I'm hearing, I, I'm I, so I actually feel better because the last batch I read, they're all rooting for Chadwick. But there was some early on that were like, well, you know, everyone's going to vote for Chadwick, but if I really wanted, I wanted Anthony Hopkins to win. And it just reminds me of that year when Glenn Close lost uh, to Olivia Colman. It was a big shocker when people are like, oh, everyone's voting for Glenn, so I'm going to vote for someone else. And it does happen. We've seen yeah. that happen before. Um, but I do think Chadwick's going to win. He 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 has the sad. The globe and the critic's choice. It's very rare for someone to just win the BAFTA. If if Anthony Hopkins were strong, like Olivia Coleman that year, she won. I think there's like a critic's choice for comedy. And she and Glenn Close and Lady Gaga all won something that night because at that time it was all three of them. She they split the globes and she won the BAFTA and then close. So there were a lot of this one was straight until the BAFTA. And the BAFTA didn't like Ma Rainey as much as as the American side did. So I think it's gonna happen. Um he was marvelous in the role, he was marvelous in life. And um, he was a screen legend in, in a very short time. So the, I, I hope they don't disappoint me on that one. Best Actress. Woo, I, no, I have no idea. This 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 race is a hot mess. And if you, I really, I read an article that was like, this one's keeping me up at night because I don't know who's going to win. And it's really true. So the the four major precursors have all been split among four different people. So Andre Day won the Globe. Viola um, Davis won SAG. Francis McDormand won BAFTA. And then Carrie Mulligan won um, the critics choice and so and then at BAFTA I think the reason Francis McDormand won was because of the weird jury system Viola and Day Day, and, well actually Day, I don't think was eligible because I don't think had been released but Vi- Viola Davis and Carrie Mulligan weren't nominated but had they been nominated had, would it have been a different result I mean Francis Dorman's great Th- there's no denying that but I'm just wondering um, so at first I was going to go with Mulligan because I was like if she had been nominated for BAFTA that film won Best British Film. It won Original Screenplay. She probably would have won. But she wasn't nominated, and we don't know that. And then Promising Young Woman, you know, when you're looking at how it, is it strong overall, because it's not just actors who are voting for the acting. It's sound editors. It's sound mixers. It's editors. It's, it's costume designers. So I looked at some of the other awards that it lost the Ace Eddie to Palm Springs. Great movie, by the way. You checked it out. It's a great movie. Um, but it was the only Best Picture nominee. It was in the comedy category, which I thought was weird. And it still lost. It lost the ADG, which is the Art Directors Guild, the contemporary one, to the Five Bloods, which only had one nomination for score. So I'm wondering if on the American side, it's just not as strong. Look, I, I, Mulligan can win. <laughs> McDormand can win. Andre Day is absolutely fantastic as Billy Holiday. It's on Hulu if you haven't checked that out. It's the, only, the film's only nomination, but she is so good. I'm going with SAG winner Viola Davis. Um, She became the most honored black actor in the history of the Oscars uh, when she when this is she's the most nominated actor. And if she wins, she will be only the second black actress to win this award. The first one was Halle Berry. um, Now 20 years ago for Monsters Ball. Yeah. Um, And she is stunning. She is a living legend. And um, I, I really I really hope she wins just because I, she I can't think of anyone more deserving of, of that award. And it's not like Viola has not been. I mean, she is the only black actress who's ever actually won the triple crown of acting. Uh, she has two Tonys, an Emmy and um, an Oscar. But she she knocks it out. It's my Um But I think it's I really think it's between her and Carrie Mulligan, who's also man. man Carrie Mulligan, a promising young woman. Like I said, if you haven't seen it, just prepare for Get something under your chin because your jaw's gonna drop (laughs) um she is fantastic so i'm hoping it's one of those two just because i think that they're the best performances of the bunch but um with with the sag win and with not really i mean the only thing carrie has won is the critics choice which is kind of the lesser of the four um i think it's gonna be viola davis
0: okay uh let's move on to the final two categories
1: awesome so uh best director uh (laughs) i love i put will win is uh chloe jow for nomadland and i put should win because she should win and i put could win who knows because this one is so easy she has won everything i mean everything i mean little you know the kansas city film critics and the and the central ohio film critics of the ohio river valley part one you know all the little ones she's won everything and, um, and, and I've read those same anonymous voters that I take way too much stock in, even the ones that were like, I really don't like Land, but I'm voting for voting for Chloe Zhao because <laughs> she's fantastic. Um, and I think it's going to be a cool moment so that when she wins um, and in a walk, she will win. She deserves to win. land is absolutely brilliant. If you've not seen it, it's slow, but it's so well done. And she will be only the second woman to win Best Director. And the first woman of color, she's she's Chinese, to um to win this award, so it'll be a very historic moment, and it'll be a well deserved moment. Uh, she she knocked it out of the park, which is really exciting. So best picture, let me tell you something. Best picture since what was that? Argo in 2012 has been an absolute nobody knows nobody has any idea until that envelope is open and in some cases like la la land and moonlight they changed their mind halfway through the, the acceptance <laughs> speech because someone read off the wrong name um we really don't know so so the preferential ballot is, is what they use and basically every vote voter ranks the films that they in order the films with the least amount of number one votes get eliminated and then those ballots then they go to the number two slots And then the next, you know, group lowest ballot gets gets eliminated and then they go to the number three slots or in some cases the number two, depending on. And so basically, number one votes are important, but you also need a lot of number two and number three and number four votes in case your number one film gets eliminated as like the lowest hanging fruit. So and, and the idea is, is that divisive films don't do well. So films that are really, really well-liked but also have a lot of detractors, things like La La Land and The Revenant and some of those others, Gravity, over the years that people thought could win. They win a lot of awards, but then they don't win the final award. They might have in the old days when it was five you know, nominees and it was a straight vote. Everyone wins the most votes. But in this system, a lot of those vote, a lot of those movies got number one votes, but then they got a lot of number ten votes because people either loved them or hated them. So you need to be a film that is really, really well-liked. And sometimes it's easy. So last year I predicted Parasite to win because oftentimes it ends up being films that are really well liked by actors and also films that are tied to screenplay. More so than, so the director movies tend to win director but not win best picture. They're the visual ones, but they also tend to be the ones that are more divisive because not everyone sees the vision. You know how those visionary directors, not everybody sees the vision. And sometimes I don't think they do either. But depending, in this case though, the problem is, is that, It often has been tied to either screenplay or director or both. But the two things I'm picking for screenplay, Promising a Woman and The Father, are not – I don't think they're in this race. I don't think that they're really going to win. So if Nomadland wins screenplay, for example, or if like Trial Chicago 7 or Minari wins screenplay, that's going to be indicative of what's going on. But if it happens the way that I think it's going to happen, the films that could upset – so, so I think the films that, that, that really could upset are, are Trials of Chicago 7 and Minari. Promise a Young Woman, it, really, it could be seen as divisive. It shouldn't be, but it, it, it can be seen as divisive. So the problem is, is that I'm not predicting either of them to win screenplay. The only thing I have in my cap is that the Trials of Chicago 7 won the SAG Award, which has often gone on to win Best Picture. Because the actors are the largest branch, they tend to be the, the, the most vocal, um, and so what they like tends to win. And Minari's also like that. Minari feels like the Moonlight, where Moonlight didn't win that much along the way, but it was, there was a lot of love for it. And that's why I keep it, like, right there. It might happen. Um, but, but then I'm looking at this race, and I'm like, Trials of Chicago 7 might not win anything. And I can't think – I think it, you have to go back to, like, 1931 for a film that won Best Picture without winning at least one other award. Um, Minari's going to win YJ. YJ. <laughs> God, I love her. God, she's awesome. And actually she we actually I ordered a few movies for the library. Um she is a legend in Korea, so you should really check out some of her work. Um and I'm gonna stop talking about YJ.
0: I love you, YJ, if you're listening. <laughs> I'll I'll send her, send her this podcast. Yes, I'll send her yes. the list.
1: Just come just come hang out. Like I think we'd be we'd have fun. Anyway, um Minari is definitely one because it's the heart. It's the one that 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 makes your heart beat. Um and sometimes those win. Uh, trial doesn't really make your heart beat. Well, it does, but in a different way. It's very timely in a lot of ways, even though it's set in the past. Um, and again, if Sorkin or Chung win that screenplay, watch out. But without all that in place, this year is so confusing. I'm going to stick with Land. It really, it has won everything. It didn't win SAG Ensemble because it couldn't. It wasn't nominated. And, and honestly, it should have been because even though it was mostly actual nomads, I mean, Chloe Zhao went out and found people who were in this situation. There were only two or three professional actors in the whole movie. Actors were never going to recognize people who weren't actors. (laughs) You know, that just wasn't going to happen. So um, I think it's going to win. I also think it's the best. Um, it's, It's a lyrical, it's a beautiful movie. It's about the American dream. It's about economic destitute. It's about moving on from life's challenges, but it's also about there's kind of this flip side of yeah she's in a she's in a living out of an rv she's traveling all over just to try to find work here and there you know she works in an amazon factory for a couple months and then she works at a a grill for a couple months because she's this is after the great recession um and she's the the town that she lives in just to give you a little background the town that she lives in has literally was tied to a steel mill and it when it went away the town went away um and so she's been and her husband had died she was she was a widow and so it's about this, but there's also this whole thing of then she's traveling through all these beautiful sites and, you know, seeing these, these mountains and deserts and, and there's a freedom to it. And so there's just something about that movie that I, th- I just connected with. And I think that if, if the concern is, you know, we talk about directorial movies, directorial visionary movies that don't win, a lot of it's because they don't have a lot of heart. Um, I think Land also has a lot of heart and it's also really, really well made. So I think it's going to win um it's it would be a very deserving winner i'd be happy by the way with with Charles chicago 7 or minari they're, they're they're wonderful films um the 40 year old version by rada blank you should write it in it didn't get any <laughs> nominations but you should write it in so, guys um but i think it's going to be no bad Land. and and if you haven't seen it like I said, it's on hulu hopefully we'll get it here soon um it, it's it's worth a it's one of those films i wish that Dang this pandemic. It would have been beautiful on a big screen. So I hope at some point, you know, that that as screens open up, they start back go back going back and like Films that you missed, you should be releasing yeah, yeah, because I think that there were some really great ones that that they they missed. Um, this one would be really good in theaters. So um th- those are my Oscar predictions. I'm really, I'm really excited. I'm, I'm taking a four day weekend. It's my birthday. Why not and see oscar So I'm gonna enjoy it. And um, we do have an Oscar prediction contest. I think it's our eighth year doing this here at the library. You can do it online. So if um, on our Facebook page we've posted the link through a, it's a Microsoft Forms, um, but you can also come in and fill out a ballot. And the winner gets a twenty five dollar Amazon gift card. And you can see some of these movies like Sound of Metal and One Night in Miami on Amazon. So that it's so definitely, um, definitely predict, make your predictions, take my predictions, and if I'm wrong, I'm gonna be like, well, you should have made your own. So <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, it's an exciting thing. It's always a fun thing. So definitely do that and. Um, Thank you, Angelique, for again having me on Gaston Speaks. I think this might actually be the shortest one. It
0: is. Where are we at? We are under 30 minutes. We're under 25 minutes oh right now. Oh, my gosh.
1: Okay, I'm going to keep talking. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, this is amazing. I, I was actually efficient for the first time ever. Um, no, thank you for having me on Gaston Speaks. For those of you who have been listening, this is a really, really fun project for us, and we're excited. We're We're, in, we're now kind of deep into year two of this, this project and we've we've done some exciting things and so if you haven't listened to us go back and listen to all the cool things that we've been doing and um i hope you guys enjoy the oscars and we'll see you guys next time so on andrew really really likes award shows i like that as like a series know, that's good. fun um because it's not long before the <laughs> emmys are gonna roll back around because the oscars took forever and they took like 18 extra months so um the emmys will be rolling around soon this summer so uh, stay tuned
0: All right. Thank you, Andrew. And thank you, everyone, for listening. And we would like to hear from you. So if you have anything you want to say, leave a comment or, I don't know, comment on Facebook. Yeah. 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 We always post links on Facebook or on Facebook or on Instagram. If you guys have ideas, you know,
1: we'd love to start bringing in the the, the community ideas and, and putting them into this podcast. So we'd love to hear from you. Definitely.
0: All right. Thank you for listening to Gaston Speaks.
1: Thanks, guys.